Welcome to the Millionaire Secrets Podcast, where the most successful people in the world share their secrets to help you create the awesome life you desire. What is going on out there? Jeff Lerner here. Welcome back for another episode of the Millionaire Secrets Podcast and YouTube show, where we are probing the depths of the millionaire mind and the millionaire successful performer. I am joined by an immensely successful, super smart, and really good friend of mine, person, named Brian Magnosi. He is the uh, CEO of Magnosi Web Marketing, and one of my, truly one of my oldest internet marketing connections and friends. We go back over a decade that we've both been doing this, living this crazy digital nomad life, although we're both married and kind of boring and we don't nomad very much. Uh, anyway, Brian, enough of me yapping. Welcome to Millionaire Secrets. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Man, um, you know, usually before these, these interviews, I try to like, you know, scour the bio of whoever I'm interviewing and get all prepared and feel like I have all these, you know, intelligent questions or at least an angle. With you, I'm like, screw this, man. Every time we talk, it's like a, it's just like an entrepreneurial love fest slash mastermind. Maybe that sounded weird, especially as we're both wearing pink shirts, but um, is that politically correct? I don't know. Too bad. It's my show. I say what I want. <laughs> That's right. So let's just dive in, man. I'm like totally unscripted and unprepared. We're just going to do what we do. Um, That's it. Let's do it. So quick bit of context for everyone. Like I said, we go back over a decade, summer, I think it was June, 2009, right? Yeah, it was. And uh, you met me technically before I met you, at least via an ad or a video or something. Why don't you tell, tell the world what happened? We're good. Yeah. So I just went looking online. I was hunting for something more than I had. And, you know, it just was kind of getting into this whole internet thing and still was in pharmaceuticals and as a sales guy and was a career man there for probably eight years, eight and a half by that point and said, I'm looking for something, right? So what am I doing? I'm going to Google, I'm hunting. And lo and behold, I see an ad from you. Hey, how would you like to make $84,369 like I have in the last 61 days or whatever it was? I said, you're talking the language now. <laughs> and so I, uh, hey, voila, man, I click on the link. I see this landing page with uh, Backyard Jeff, uh, literally in the backyard. I'm like, this guy is legit. I, li I like him. And that was it, dude. Uh, 12 years later, fast forward. Uh, we're, we're still here. We're still together. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's been, it's been a wild adventure and you know, for context, uh, so that's back when I was doing straight affiliate marketing Yep. and I was an affiliate of a marketing training program and it was the same marketing training program that I had used to learn affiliate marketing. So I thought of all the affiliate offers, you know, we always say like pick something you're passionate about. And I'm like, well, this affiliate, this marketing training literally changed my life, dug me out of the ditch or gave me the tools, I guess, to dig myself out of the ditch. So I'm going to be an affiliate for this because I can speak confidently, incredibly about how good it is and what an impact it's had on me. Yeah. So yeah, I started running ads, got uh, really focused on, at the time, Google, uh, Google AdWords and Google search marketing. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to say that uh, you bit one of my hooks. Did I bid it, man, and dropped $10,000 to the bank via a wire like, within the week. 
knees are shaking, going to the bank. Yeah. That's what am I doing? How, how did Enos feel about that? That's Enos is Brian's wife for those who don't know. You know, it's nothing but a miracle of God. She actually agreed. <laughs> she and, must have uh, known that you weren't really digging the pharmaceutical gig. Yeah, she knew. She knew the writing was on the wall. But honestly, when she saw your video and then it showed her, you know, the, the proof and the results, what you were getting and some others, you know, she was just like, we're all in or we're done because where else, what, what else are you going to do? Was pretty much what she said to me. And we went all in, man. You know, you know it's interesting. That was back in 2009. And we, here we are at the time we're recording this 2020, you know, somebody might be seeing this in 2025. But the reality is the circumstance for so many is it really never changes. You know, people go through this, this experience and maybe in 30 or 50 years, it'll be like, it'll be different. Like people won't go get brick and mortar jobs or they won't go get big corporate jobs. They'll just immediately go to the internet and that, that'll be their, their automatic, like their default automatic career path. Right. But when you got started, when I got started, when people are getting started now, and probably when people are getting started 10 years from now, it's like always the same story. It's like, I'm doing the traditional conservative mainstream thing, only I'm seeing signs that it's not, it's not all it was cracked up to be, or it's not exactly what I was sold or what I thought I was getting into, whether it's financial, uh, hitting a financial ceiling, or just the time suck, or the control, or whatever and then people like go online and it's like this this quest for for autonomy and independence and they find a guy like me or they find a guy like you and, and granted we do different things now i guess in a way they still find me with entra or with this podcast right uh, you're in a little different business now but yeah i it's I, i'm telling this story you know, partly because it's just fun nostalgia for us, but also just because there's like a lot of people that are going to hear this that are probably at that same place in their life or else, yeah. you know, that, that might be why they're listening to a show called Millionaire Secrets, right? It's like, oh, what's the secret? How do I change my life? And like, it's real, man. I did it. You did it. Thousands have done it. You've worked with people that have done it. I've worked with people that have done it, including yourself. And uh, I just want to encourage people on that journey. So, that said, we did the affiliate marketing thing for a while. And yep. interestingly, we both pivoted in a way that I've come to learn is actually very common where like you learn these skills and then yeah. you realize, hey, there's people that would pay me for these skills, right? Lead generation, uh, digital online reputation, you know, managing your digital footprint, right? So talk a little bit about the shift that you made. Uh, when was that, 2012? Right around there, yeah. And I just was frustrated with, you know, selling the dream, quote unquote. That's kind of where I came to, to the end of that because I was frustrated that other people weren't seeing as many results as I was and that you were. And I thought, I don't understand this. Just go get her done, man. Go, go to work, take action, just be a doer. Yeah. Be, do, have. Pretty simple concept. You want to you want to be the entrepreneur, you got to do the things that they need to do to get the job done. And you're going to have the things the entrepreneur, the successful have, but that ain't rocket science, baby. But it, it bothered me that others weren't. And so I slammed my fist and one day I said, never again, I'm done. And so that was instant shift and hard pivot to running, starting an agency, uh, serving local businesses. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, I mean, first of all, it sounded so simple the way you just said it. Oh, just, 
just be, then do, then you'll have. <laughs> but that's not how it plays out so often, right? Right. Um, so to all of those who we just said, hey, this is real, you can do it, happens all the time, be inspired. Now we're throwing a little bit of a more cautionary uh, word to the wise of like, listen, it's hard. And a, yeah. a lot of people, I think they think that their off ramp should be easier than the highway. <laughs> you know, they're going down the highway and it's hard. They're doing the grind. They're going to a job. How many hours a day were you working in pharma? That all depends on the week, but sometimes 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day. And how many days a month were you traveling? Oh my goodness. Uh, a couple weeks. A couple weeks out of the month. So over 50% of the time you're gone. Oh yeah. I mean, I was gone every day and sometimes I would be gone for weeks at a time. For, yeah. for training. That's hard. That's like yeah. hard work. And yet, so when you got, is what you did on the internet harder than that? In some ways, yes, but some ways, no. So now I'm beginning to reap some of the fruit, some of the seeds sown in the ground years ago, right? But is it, is it easy? It's, I wouldn't call it easy. I still think it's hard work, but I think it's a completely different kind of work because I own this thing, right? I mean, this is my baby. Well, my baby's out there. That'd be my yeah. little girl. But, um, but, you know, secondarily, this is like the passion. This is where, you know why? Because I'm making a difference in these business owners' lives today. I mean, people are grabbing me and saying, do you understand that you just sent me another Google lead and you're putting my kids through college? That's an exact quote from a personal injury attorney. And he was dead serious when he told me. And he said, you're feeding me, you're feeding my family, you're putting my kids through college. You understand the impact you're having on us and our employees and our, all of these lives multiplied. I said, wow. And that's not the only instance. And so I know that I'm making the phone ring for these people. Of course, that's money for them. And that's a livelihood. They're thriving. So I get pretty passionate about that. Is it hard to get in front of these people? Yeah, it's pretty tough. But when you're willing to put in the work and you see the result, makes it all worth it. And honestly, um, it, there's a lot of money at stake. Yeah. A lot and, of money. And we'll, we're going to get into some of the dollars and cents, which is uh, where the conversation gets really exciting. Because reality is everybody, everybody who feeds a family works hard. Right. Right. But it's like, what can you feed your family? Are you feeding them bologna sandwiches? Or can you buy, you know, it's not like you got to go to Ruth's Chris seven nights a week. But I mean, can you right. at least go to Whole Foods and buy the organic chicken and not have to sweat the two extra dollars per breast or whatever? You know, it's like, so, and this is a real passion point for me because frankly, I, in 2013, I did the same thing as you. I like my head, uh, I had no like skin left on my forehead because I was banging it against the wall all the time going like, I did it. Brian did it. We know hundreds of other people that did it. Why are, but yet why, is, why are frankly the majority of people not doing it? And I think it's because, like I said, everybody works so hard at their job. I mean, yeah. I don't know many people that are like trying to change their life, but they're also lazy at their job. Mm. Most of the people in my experience that are trying to change their life, they actually work really hard at their job. That's why they're frustrated because they're giving so much more than they're getting. Oh yeah. Right. And yet yeah. then they get online and it, it's so weird. Suddenly, it seems like a lot of very normal, reasonable, sane people that give more than they get, once they get online, they expect to get more than they give. 
Yeah, for sure. There's definitely commensurate sowing and reaping, my man. And uh, you put in some seed in the ground. If you and I were going to go plant some seeds in the backyard, right, farming, you're going to get a harvest. But man, you got to you got to put some skin in the game. You got to you got to weed it. You got to water it. You got to tend it. You got to give it time. You got to use some faith. You got to use some patience. All those factors and others, right, um, all come into play. Yeah, it's definitely hard, but honestly, is it really any harder than what I did before? Being away from my family for two, three weeks at a time was brutal. That I will admit. Yeah, that sounds harder to me. I mean, there's no torment I couldn't endure to get to drive my daughter to school every morning. Yeah. You know? I mean, I literally do. I take Jada to the bus stop every morning at an hour that would be impossible if I was having to get ready to go to work. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yep. So I want to get, I want to, I want to talk a lot more about your story and what you do now and how you help people and how you take these skills that are learnable by anyone and you apply them in specific ways to create this amazing life for yourself. But first, because we're there and because it's such a, such a sticking point for me, can you just give your take on what it is that you, how would I say this? Why is it that so many other people who get online and they're very serious on day one, but they struggle to see it through in the way that you did? And, and for everybody knowing, or for everybody listening, Brian is maybe my most, you're, you're certainly one of the most successful, quote, students that I ever brought into the online business arena. And, and I, I, when I say you were my student, I mean, I wasn't like teaching you with a, with a ruler and a, you know, and a chalkboard. I was just pointing you to the resources and you taught yourself. But, you know, you're one of the more successful, maybe the most. But like, why, what's with all these other people? <laughs> what's your take on it? You know, it still baffles my mind. But I think there's a couple factors at play here. One of the things that I realized, which is why I joined you back in that affiliate gig in the first place is because I recognized that I didn't have the self-confidence that I needed. I didn't believe in me enough, but you did, hmm. right? You, you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And you challenged me by virtue of your results and your presence, just even over the phone, that you had something demonstrable that I didn't. I'm like, I want what he has. And it's not just the money. I want more. I want to be more like him, right? I really esteem to be like you. That was a powerful motivator for me because I had grown up being very self-conscious. I was bullied. It was just really not a very pleasant thing in school. So much so I graduated high school early just to get out because I hated it. And I would have graduated in two years if, if I had even known I could have. You know, it was, it was a, so I didn't have a great set of circumstances. I grew up in a very um, lower middle class family, working blue, blue collar type of work by your hand. And there wasn't much confidence being bestowed, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. hey, I hope you go get a job stocking groceries, right? At the, at the store. And even though my folks are well-meaning, they didn't, they didn't prepare me for entrepreneurship because they weren't entrepreneurs. They didn't have that, that, you know, to draw from in the library. So all that said, that backstory propelled me. And then when I saw those things that I wanted in my life in you reflected back in like a mirror, it was a massive motivator. But also there's something in me that most people don't have. And you taught me this one time, one day on the phone and you said, Brian, it's not the size of the dog that wins the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. 
And I realized I had some serious fight in me. And I think honestly, there are too many people out there who are comfortable. They're just comfortable and comfort is the enemy of greatness. And you've challenged me even as of recent times to say, man, stop thinking so small. And I'm so glad you did because I need to hear that kind of thing when it needs to be called on, right? When it's exposed by my mentors and friends and, and leadership because I wanna come up higher. A lot of people don't care, dude. They're just lazy or they're complacent or they're comfortable, right? It's kind of all thrown in the same mm -hmm. bucket. And I realized that I'm, I'm just different, right? Internally, I dare to be different. And now I'm starting to have some of these dreams come true because I stuck to that, that fight to, for, for honestly what we're all made for, which is success. Why people don't choose, and it's a decision, to have success is beyond me. I'm like, what are you thinking? Do, what, you want what, four grand a month or, or eight grand a month? Maybe you're in a really good career and you got 15 grand a month. Come on, how far does that go these days? Not that far. Well, and, and if it's, if you're trading the essence, almost the, almost the totality of your life to get it. Yes. Is thing. Oh, and for me, I've always just been a dreamer. You know, Enos, my wife, now be 22 years next month, holy cow, says to me, the one thing I always liked about you was a dreamer, but the one thing I never liked about you is that you're a dreamer, right? Because it, it, it challenges her in, in, a, in a way that she's just like, listen, can't you just be happy with, with just your little here, your little job, you, you go to work and you, you go to your cubicle and, and you're just normal. I'm not normal, right? I'm, I'm very not normal. And I'm just not wired that way anymore. I want more because it's there and it's for the taking. Anyone can have it. Anybody can have it. Because last time I checked, this world does not um, discriminate. If you want it, come, right? Get it. it now, it's not going to come necessarily in a day or week or month, but it's going to come if you're, if you don't, if you're relentless. That's what you are. And that's just got imprinted in me and still is this very day. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate, you know, again, totally on, I mean, we didn't even talk before the show about what we were going to talk about, but it's like, you know, birds of a feather. I already know where you're coming from and, and what you're going to say. And, and I hope everybody that listens to me a lot is hearing in you what I always say. It's like, anybody can, but everybody won't. Exactly. You know, but this is literally right there. I mean, I start, I, I have put 100% of my, my professional life now into this one message with, with Entra and with this show. I mean, everything I do now is essentially evangelizing one truth in the world. It is right there for anyone who wants it. Yeah. It was true then. And that, the other thing is, it's not like you have to go, well, maybe it's going to change in six months. I mean, I've been doing this 12 years. You've been doing this 11 years. And it's as true today. In fact, it's more true today than it was then. You were just telling me about how you threw up this page on uh, ClickFunnels, this uh, Magnosi Maps page, how long did it take you to put that page up? Oh, uh, less than an hour. Less than an hour. And how long ago did you put it up? A couple of days. A couple of days. And you already made some sales from it? Yeah, people have, I've started sharing the URL in the past week and we've made some sales. Yeah. You spent less than an hour a few days ago and it's already 
I wouldn't say putting your kids through college because your kid's college is already paid for, but it's, I don't know, buying their textbooks or something. You know, this, this is like right there. And, and when you and I started, there wasn't no putting up a page in an hour on ClickFunnels. No doubt. Welcome to PHP, my man. Oh, <laughs> man. Do I, do I still, where's the book right here? <laughs> I don't think this is my, the original copy because I wore out the original copy, but this is my PHP for dummies. Oh my goodness. I got HTML for dummies somewhere around here. I got JavaScript and CSS for dummies. I even got, hey man, this is how I built Zerly right here out of call centers for dummies. Nice. I didn't even know the book existed. Send me a copy. Oh my gosh. I've learned, I've, this whole dummy series was made for me. It's even a dummy can learn this stuff, but it's not easy. It's not easy. But at the same time, man, two, three weeks a, a month being gone, 10, 12 hours a day, walking into doctor's offices, having to push through gatekeepers, having to make call after call after call. And ultimately, what were you pushing? I don't know, Viagra or Prilosec or it's all I, you know, good. Prozac, like it's not like you were like changing the world. Right. Yeah. You know? I know. It, but, but I learned I developed some skill there though. I really oh, I bet. like an axe that you just hone, right? And presentation after presentation, not being afraid to get in front of somebody, a physician who I esteemed very, you know, high in terms of, you know, the hierarchy or the um in There's life. a little, little bit of ego in that dynamic, right? Yeah, for sure. And I had to get over being very self-conscious and saying, listen, I'm not afraid to be who I, I got something your people need. Let me give you three reasons why I, I developed sales scripts and, and selling skills and people skills in those years that today I use. And I'm being complimented by people even still to this day, because they see I'm a strong communicator, which I appreciate, but that just didn't happen. And again, in, in a couple of weeks, it took time years to develop and i'm going to continue to develop it i'm committed to mastering sales and marketing for the sake of my my for the, uh, potential customers that don't even know i exist I, i'm committed to that because i need to for them for their sake it'll come back to me i know but jim Rohn said what you want to get what you want help enough people get what they want that is my mission that's my mojo man right there that's why i'm here i'm here to serve yeah, and I know, you, I know you well enough to know that that's not just lip service. That, that, like, that literally is how you approach it. And I love that you, you emphasize the power and, and almost the developmental, uh, the critical developmental nature of sales. A, a lot of people, the last thing in the world they want to do is sell. Yeah. And yet, we all like getting paid. I have yet to find a business that can pay its staff that doesn't have sales happening. Right. So this, this sort of ambivalence and, and mixed feelings around sales, I've never really understood. You know, it is, if I had to say, okay, what is it that, that from day one I picked up in Brian and what is it that, you know, it was never a sure thing, but I mean, I certainly knew from day one, hey, this guy's got the intangibles. Like if he commits, he'll do it. He'll be really successful. Probably it's your, your communication ability is the first thing I picked up. It wasn't that I knew if you were technically proficient. And frankly, you and I both, neither one of us is that technically proficient. No. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we both learn enough to be dangerous and to get done what we need to get done. But it, it's, yeah. it's that communication skill. 
And I can say for myself, same thing, man. When I, I had these businesses in my early 20s where me and my buddy, who was a, I was a piano player, he was a bartender, we would go to college towns and we would drive all around these college towns trying to sell all the local business owners on buying these coupon, this coupon space on these cards. that we, we invented the whole business basically so we could go hang out on college campuses and hang out with sorority girls. Because we would, we would get the sororities to help us pass out the cards as like, a, and we would pay them a little. It would be like a fundraiser for them to throw their parties. So that was the business model. But the hard part about it was we'd have to spend a month going door to door to every business, every local business in these little, you know, Stillwater, Oklahoma and Manhattan, Kansas and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. These were not like gentle environments. And kind of these rough and tumble business owners, they hated us, man. We were out of town sales guys cold knocking on their door. They hated us. But same thing as you, man, those chops to this day pay my bills. Yes, sir. That is absolutely true. Um, so, okay. So 2012, you pivot into uh, starting your own agency, right? Yep. Uh, you talked about what prompted that shift. It was like frustration around a lot of people that just weren't you know, they were buying the training, but they weren't implementing the training, right? Yeah. I feel, yeah, I was there. And you go into S, uh, or into digital agency, and, and tell me about that. How did you make that shift? I had a buddy of mine who said, why are you not selling digital? He said, I made the switch from affiliate to digital for small businesses, uh, maybe six or 12 months prior to that. He said, do you want to know my recurring revenue is? I don't know what it was, five or $7,000 a month maybe it was eight or nine at that point. Not a lot, right? But it was way more than I had, which was zero. And he said, these people, <clears throat> they just need you. They don't, half time, they don't even know it, but they need help. And you, you'll just, you'll do really well. He said, you, mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself to give this a shot. I said, okay, will you help me? And he said, <clears throat> yeah, I'll pitch you a few you know, pointers. And he did, I got my first customer in like a month, my first two. And one was, uh, I think one was my CPA and another was another CPA. And then I had a referral to another one. And, you know, and that's just kind of how it started. And it, yeah, it took about, I don't know, six weeks or so to have a couple grand a month coming in. But I'm like, you know, even after fulfillment, which I was doing myself in those days, I said, hey, this, that'll pay the rent, right? Back then, I was like, that was the rent we need to get paid for. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And these people stuck for years. The, the, my very first client stuck six years, never missed a payment. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's funny. I was on our, uh, on the Entra mastermind group last night and I always have this saying that I say that basically there's no middle class on the internet. You've got a very large group of people out there. And I'm, I say on the internet, I'm, I'm talking about internet business people. Obviously there's yeah. this very large group out there that are like trying to figure it out. They're, you know, trying to get their first lead or, or, you know, get their first funnel set up or like they're making no money and they're spinning their wheels and they're frustrated and they're trying to get it to click. But it's like, once it clicks, you don't, you don't stay there. Right. Once it clicks, you know, like you started with me in June of 2009. Uh, what was your, what, what, what was your, what, what, do you, do you remember by chance how much money you made in June of 2009 with affiliate marketing? I, I do. So that very first month, I made about 5,500 bucks. Okay. But that, you, were, you were actually coming over from, you had done some dabbling with like, uh, what was it, GRN and those guys? Yeah. Yep. 
So, so you kind of already had some skills that you were able to bring over. How long had you been in, in the other things that you'd been trying? Uh, all said and done, it was, it was a year or less that I was okay. in Germany. Yeah. And that sounds about right. I mean, when I got started, it took me three or four months to, to get just the modicum of skills that would allow me to go get any sort of result that somebody would go like, oh, that's not a waste of time. You know, like a few grand, right? But then for me, I went from, in, in three months, I went from like, hey, I made a few grand to like, hey, I just made 70 grand. Like it's, it ha once you get it, it clicks so fast. So for you, June, you made $5,500. Yeah. Where were you in six months? I think by month five, I cracked 64,000. That was my best month. Okay. Then, yeah. Five months from 5,500 to 64,000. Yeah. That's a good month. Thank you. Again, I know your story, so I know it's going to line up with the point I'm trying to make, but that proves my point. You went from like, let's say a lower middle class to like whew, upper class in five months. You know, if somebody's making sixty seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, they're they're solid upper class, right? So for me, I went from a few grand a month to between forty and seventy consistently in like whatever four months. Yeah, that's my point. Nobody stays between five and ten grand a month online because yeah. why would you? Not if they're you after. Turn it up. Exactly. My first year with the previous opportunity, I made forty four grand. That second year, I made about a quarter million. I thought. That's a pretty good increase right yeah. there. Yeah, 500% raise in a year. And so I always, that's why I always say there's like, there's virtually no middle class on the internet. There's a, there's a lot of people that are like, you would call them lower class because they're just trying to figure it out. But as soon as they hit, unless they have a, I don't know, like a, a fear of success, they're just going to turn up their ads, turn up their volume, you know, double down on whatever's working and they're going to scale really fast. But agency is actually kind of the exception to that. When you have a digital agency, yeah. you know, you can get to five grand a month with a couple of retainers. Yep. And then you get a couple more and you get to eight or 10 grand a month. And then at that point, you got a lifestyle business, right? Yeah. And yeah. you could stop there yeah. uh, or you keep going, right? Oh, yeah. So, so what was your journey like um, when, when you started your agency, you said it took you about six weeks. You got your first couple clients. Now you're you at least got your mortgage paid. Um, yeah. what did you kind of decide to do from there? I just realized that, um, I liked it. Um, I liked the idea of recurring revenue. That was a new concept to me because affiliate didn't have very much. It's a very little couple grand a month and right. you know, wasn't, that couldn't pay the bills, you know? So couple grand a month for me would at least take care of the rent, but that was a, that was a starting point. That was not the finishing point. And so there's a major paradigm shift for me, realizing the whole recurring revenue thing. They say cash is king. I say recurring cash is king. Yeah. To me, that is, that's oh, Amen to that, man. Yeah. You know, and um, it's such a, a massive grounding point in a lot of ways or foundational when you have this basic recurring revenue, and I saw that, I got a glimpse of that in this first month or two. And I said, all right, how do we push into this thing? And, um, you know, ended up just saying, all right, let me try Google ads. I, I was cold calling. I made hundreds of cold calls. I probably made all said and done, maybe 700 cold calls in my day. I probably did 300 just in the first few, uh, I don't know, six months or four months. And it was like, it was brutal. But, um, you know, started bringing in some more clients, turned on some ads, brought in a few more. 
And I was just after, man, let's go to Craigslist. Let's go cold calling. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's ask everyone in the brother. And it, it took a while to get the real traction. And I can't say that I've arrived today, that's for sure. But I remember the first time I cracked $100,000 in a month. It was like $178,000 in one month. Dude, I had never earned that much money in my entire life. Of course, I didn't keep all that because I'm, I'm a business. I have to fulfill on those services I just charge for. But I remember that it was a defining moment. You know, very, it was a lifetime. Yeah, but you talk about fulfillment with a digital agency. I mean, I used to I, I run a digital agency. In fact, that award right there is for, for my digital agency. And, and so is that. <laughs> and, <one below> it. <laughs> and so is that, right? Like I did real well with digital agency. And I know what my margins were. I'm curious, uh, you, you know, whether you're talking 20 grand a month or 200. I mean, I got to think your margins at least 50%. Oh yeah. It depends on the service. The margins can be very, very high for me. I'm much more top heavy in the beginning because I'm after you got to push hard. It's like, you got to get that momentum going, like moving the tank. It takes more in the beginning. And you're trying to deliver a really shockingly good result for your client to hook them fast. So they'll stay with you for a long time. Right? Exactly. Cause people yeah. stay for years when you show them the goods, you get a great foot in the door offer, you wow them. They just, it's almost like they're compelled. Let me refer you. Let me, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. You know, let me give you more business. Oh, by the way, I have this other firm or this other, you know, that takes more revenue up front. So up the first three months or so, I'm not really looking at that as much mm -hmm. as what am I looking at for the lifetime? And if you do this thing right, depending on the type of service you're offering, you could absolutely have like 70, 80% profit margin, sometimes higher if it's, if it's done right, certain circumstances, I've had as much as 90%. 85, 90%. Those are extremely high margins. Yeah, profit. that's insane. That's completely insane. 90% profit margin. But it's because the real value in the business is your expertise. And yeah. expertise, it's expensive to acquire, but it's free to maintain. Yeah. Right? So to the business owner, what's it worth? What you're providing? I mean, let's say you have an attorney paying you five grand a month how much lifetime customer value are they getting out of the leads that you're delivering them per month on a $5,000 retainer for, for let's say a, a, a PI attorney, personal injury. I, I did a case study for one of the, uh, one of my uh, personal injury attorneys in the city side, it's about 300,000 people. And it was between 600 and 800% depending on the two campaigns that we ran annually. So he put in a dollar and made at least six back for the entire year. So if Everything. he puts in, if he pays you five grand a month, he's paying you $60,000 for the year, but he's making between 360 and 480,000 back six to eight times. Right. Yep. So then is it, is it fair that maybe that five, maybe that $60,000 only cost you 10,000 to fulfill and 50,000 was profit. Is that fair? I think uh, it depends. In the beginning, it's it's a little more top heavy, but I think lifetime, absolutely, it can be right. It can, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Even fifty percent margin uh, lifetime is still extremely good for most businesses. They're not used to those kind of revenues. No, most businesses are like stressing to get between ten. You know, their goal is twenty, but actually, when the year ends, they're like, crap, it was only nine or <laughs> some like brick. It. That's the thing. I, I hope people are hearing like. This isn't like two nerds gloating. It's just the reality. Digital business is so good that once you do it, yeah. I don't know how you do any other kind of business. I agree. It's, right? it's, 
it's addicting in all honesty. So, okay. So you start to get that traction in 2000. How long, how long did it take you to get to where you felt like, Hey, this agency, it's solid, it's stable, it's predictable. It's, it's uh, something I can duplicate again and again and again, if I need to, this is my gig I'm focusing on full time. How, how long did that take? Oh, probably two, three years for me. I was a slow, you know, just kind of slow starter compared to what I really wanted because I was kind of a, a one man show, a man, a mm -hmm. show of one. And, and I didn't get scale and that's where you took off and you, you just compounded and exponentially where I didn't because I was pretty much just one man shop and I was focused on high, high margin, right? More boutique service, quote unquote, because they had my cell phone and everyone's like nights and weekends. And that's, a, you know, that kind of got old a little bit. Whereas, you know, you pivoted and you took the scale route. And I think that worked out quite well. In fact, better for you in a lot of ways than for me. But that's where I'm at today. It's like, okay, what have I learned over the last nine or so years, eight or nine years? And how can I now do what you did, right? Again, because you're, you're kind of the, the forerunner, so to speak. How can I emulate what you did to get the result that you achieved? And that's where I'm at today. Yeah, I mean, in... And just for people to have context, so I had a big agency. At one point, we had almost 60 people on staff. I mean, a lot of that was sales, uh, very aggressive on the sales and lead gen side. But I had almost 60 employees. I had a, it was upstairs from here. I had, I, don't, I think it was about a 5,000 square foot office, kind of jam packed with, with people pounding phones and doing fulfillment and all this stuff. But that's one way to do it. And so I had a lot of top line revenue. But I was also cutting 55 checks every two weeks, right? You, on the other hand, talk about the makeup. You know, here you are, what is it, eight years later, eight years of maturity into your business. You've got extremely lucrative business. Maybe on the top line, it doesn't seem as big as my business. But let's talk about your actual operation. Because I always challenge you and say, actually, I envy you. I think your agency is more attractive than what I did because I had all these people to take care of. Tell me about your operation. Yeah, lean, mean uh, machine of uh, five or less. And um, pr pretty much one of those was me. One was my wife doing, you know, the part-time books and stuff like that and, and some reporting. A VA who's 20 to 30 hours a week on average and two part-time writers. That's it. That's where, been, the VA and the writers, where are they based? The VA is in the Philippines and the two writers are actually American, but I found such a, a ridiculous deal. It just was too good to pass up because I work with attorneys. I want a couple of attorneys. It was just the perfect storm. Three cents a word. I'm like, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So you got a, a part-time VA in the Philippines and two writers here. Are you comfortable if I ask? And like, literally you can say, nah, that's my proprietary info. I don't want to share, but I mean, ballpark, what's your, your monthly staffing cost for your business to the extent you're comfortable sharing? Oh, it's less than a couple grand. Less than a couple grand. So, so you can run a business. And again, I, I'm trying not to overexpose your personal details because I know your business pretty well, but you could run a six figure plus per month business on the staff that you have. Oh yeah. You, you do like, <laughs> so yeah. you're talking a couple grand. So, so let's say to bring in 150 grand a month in revenue, your human cost to deliver that is literally a couple of grand plus you and Enos, you know, doing some work. Yep. And, you know, as I've gotten a little bigger, I've also realized that I need to do some different things to get fulfillment done. So my fulfillment costs have, have risen a little bit. Sometimes I'll take an outside vendor 
and bring them in under the roof um, to, to kind of manage that. Because, you know, when you have some big campaigns, because some of my clients are, you know, again, six figures. Yeah. You know, that, that one client was a six figure um, client in a month, not to mention what he was paying on top of that a year. I mean, I was think I was banging on a quarter million off of one client a year, you know? And so I needed to bring in some outside help that I, um, so I could ma maintain sanity mm -hmm. and that's okay. I mean, that's, that's still beautiful because it helped produce more of a quality lifestyle for us. And that's where I'm endeavoring to go. You know, now it's like, how do I get more of that lifestyle? You and I are talking, uh, uh, earlier about, you know, time, the older I get and the more money I'm making and want to make, I realize the value of my time and I've got to make some changes to, you know, to, to really maximize that because you know what, just like, you know, my daughter's now 15 today. I'm like, I feel like she was three just the other day. How did that happen? Wait, she turned today's her birthday. No, no. I'm or just you're saying, saying today she's 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like as in this, that's day, right? crazy. Yeah. Cause when I met you, she was four. That is crazy, man. Really fast. And so I want to really value and preserve my time, both with her, with, you know, with Enos, my wife. And there's some things I'd like to do personally as well that I've wanted to do for decades. And you know what? Right now is not the right time to do some of those things, the fun things. But I know the day's coming. If I start planning now, I'll be able to reap that harvest down the road if I make some right, right changes and decisions in the business. And, and, and just so everyone's clear, when you're talking about, you know, staffing or increasing your cost of fulfillment, adding some, some more hands on the deck, like you're talking about things that might bring your margins from 70% to 55% yeah. or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's not like a normal, I say a normal business. I mean, we're in this, this era right now. I think we've probably got another 10 or 20 years. It's kind of like Airbnb, right? Like Airbnb came in and, and there actually is this weird like mental arbitrage happening where they're charging, they're charging the part of your brain <laughs> that's used to paying for hotels, right. but they're delivering to the part of your brain that's used to renting a house. Yeah. And it's like arbitrage in our own brain. Like over here, we're like, oh, you know, $400 a night. Yeah, that's, that's a good rate. I mean, it's way bigger than a hotel room. But then over here, we're like, oh yeah, this is a house. Like if I was going to rent this by the month, it'd be like 1500 bucks, which is, you know, $50 a night, not 400. But <laughs> Airbnb is like caught this moment that I th it's going to last a while, but eventually things will probably calibrate to where like Airbnb's can't be the same price as hotels and do, and essentially deliver you a rental house yeah, you know, forever. Right. But it's kind of the same thing right now where like digital business has this 10 or 20 year window, I think where you get to like almost play. It's, it's like playing monopoly. It's almost like there's elements of it that aren't even real where like a normal business, if they're like, Oh, the CEO needs some more time off. We're going to, we're going to outsource. or we're going to staff up. It would bring the margins from like 18% to like, 11%. For you, you're talking about from 70% to 55% or something. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy cool, right? So, so when you do that, when you bring somebody in to, to offload the fulfillment, I mean, do you do any of the fulfillment at this point in your own business? We, we do. Not me personally. I, my, my team does that. But, your so. team, but you personally don't do any of it. No. No. So you're, you're completely focused on bringing in new revenue. 
for your business. It is. And then I have to oversee the operations. So from right. a search engine optimization perspective, I have to give direction and I've got to oversee the direction that I've given to make sure it's executed properly. And that's really the extent of what I'm doing these days. And then I just have, you know, my team, uh, mostly my VA doing that. And uh, again, part of my content team as well. So I know that lately you've been really focused on growing the business, bringing in more business, increasing top line. And uh, I'm happy to say, I think I've, I've been part of that initiative and nudging you to think, you know, say, how big can we grow this thing? Right. Cause it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Honestly, in business, it's actually kind of fun to run up the score. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> but, uh, but if you, if you were like, Hey, you know what, I'm going to take a month. And I'm not going to book a bunch of sales calls. I'm not going to be trying to close new revenue. I'm just going to coast. And, and again, I know your business, like you, you, you could coast really, really in style with what you earn in personal income for your family. How many hours a week would you actually have to work if you were not focused so aggressively right now and bringing in more business? Two or three hours a week, maybe at the most. Say that again. Two or three hours a week, maybe. Okay, so literally, you probably spend as much time urinating as you would have to to maintain your business on cruise control right now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely less than four hours. Because I, I know just, I know you're very well hydrated. So, like me, we probably we both pee a lot, right? I got. I do pee got, a lot. That is true. I got my jug here. Right oh yeah, there we go. No doubt. So yeah, I mean, when I read the book Tim, by Tim Ferriss for our work week, I thought that was kind of laughable, and I thought. But you know what? If I went into full coast mode, I guarantee I'll be working less than four hours a week, every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I, I had um, somebody we both know, Onik, uh, Onik Singal, on the show several months ago. And we were kind of joking, like, what if we weren't so insanely ambitious? Like, what if we weren't trying to turn a $20 million company into a $50 million company? Or like, just constantly more, bigger, more, bigger, right? What if all we wanted was to just live a very comfortable upper middle class life? And I asked him, I was like, how many hours would you have to work to do that? And his answer was pretty comparable to yours. He was like, maybe 30 minutes a day. You know, he would just send an email to his list. He'd find an offer. He'd have his things to promote and he'd just send one email to his list. And he's like, it probably takes me 30 minutes to write a decent email. This is... And by the way, he, you know, how old are you? 49. 49. I'm 41. You're 49. I don't know how Onik is. He's like ageless. I can't tell if he's 70 or 24. I know. Right. But, but the point is like, it didn't take us 40 years to build these machines that are pretty darn close to pay, to providing a great life, almost completely on autopilot. I mean, I don't want to oversell it. Like it's mail total mailbox money. Like you right. said, you still have to manage it. You still have to oversee it is probably a better word. Yeah. But, you know, you give it five years. I mean, you've been doing this for, uh, since 2012, eight years. You've been building your agency? Oh, yeah. You know, to the listener, would it be worth taking eight years to go off the beaten path, learn new skills, maybe have to put up with some people in your life telling you that you're crazy or you're getting scammed or you're chasing a pipe dream or, you know, you don't, you're, not, you're not cut out for it or whatever. Would it be worth doing that for three, five, eight, 12, 15, 20 years to get to where you could ride out into the sunset doing 50, 100 grand a month, or even, even if it's 20 grand a month, working a few hours a week? 
like, I know, I know you're, I know you agree with me, but like, I hope everybody's listening to this. Like, we're not making this stuff up. Sometimes I feel like, like Cassandra from Greek mythology. Do you know the Cassandra story? I don't. So in Greek mythology, uh, and they call it now, there's a, they call it the Cassandra complex is like what they refer to it as. But Cassandra was, I think she was a mortal, but somehow she was blessed slash cursed by one of the Greek gods to be able to know the future. Mm. But nobody would listen to her. So she would, be, she would go into a town and be like, listen, there's a flood coming. You're all going to die. Get out of town. I can see it in my mind. I know the future. And they'd be like, whatever, you're crazy. And then she'd have to sit there while they all got wiped out and be like, well, I told them, but they didn't believe me. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Do you ever feel like that? Oh, absolutely. You know, more so years ago than now, but still, I get the fact that there's a rift. There's this line of separation. This, it's really almost like a chasm, right? Chasm is bigger than a rift, in my opinion, where this is where I am at today, and this is where I was before, and this is where I kind of grew up, right? The small thinking, there's the small having, the small achieving. I'm thinking it's so irritating and agitating to me that people think small and then sure enough guys like you come in and go hey man dude you are thinking way too small i'm like that's exactly what i needed to hear because you you get into this place of um i don't know what the word is just um comfort maybe maybe you get lulled into this false sense of happiness or security and like well this is good i'm like well what about this you know what i mean way up here so it, it's definitely progressive but I see that and I've actually had to learn, not that I'm making like a hundred million dollars a month here, but I'm just saying, I'm realizing more often than not, I gotta shut my mouth. I'm not gonna just start telling people my dreams and, and certainly I gotta start, start talking about you know, revenue and, and quote unquote financial success because number one, they think I'd be bragging and being an egotist mm -hmm. and I'm not some narcissist here. I just believe success in a very large scale is for me. Now, whether that's gonna be you know, the level you've achieved or somebody else, I just want to achieve my very best because I can run my race. You know what I'm saying? We all do. That's what I want. And I know that I may be here. I'm going to go way up here. And I know it's possible. It's just a matter of time. It really is. And, and we're not talking decades either. I mean, you've, you know, you, you and I kind of, you know, we come and go, we, we do our own thing, we reconnect, whatever. But I mean, it seems like in the last year, We've reconnected, obviously. You're doing some uh, work and course development and coaching within Entra, changing a lot of lives with me in our you know, organization. And yeah. during that time, I think you've kind of caught another, another spark, like another wave of like, hey, man, I'm going next level. And you've, I mean, you've what, doubled the size of your business in, or, or maybe it's more than that. I'm asking a question. Like, how much have you grown your business in how quickly recently? Uh, all, all said, all in, all revenue, um, I'm almost quadruple. And how long did that take? Five months. Okay. So I want everybody to hear that. Quadruple revenue, five months. We're not talking about normal economic, like rigid rules. This is the internet. You can scale 400% in five months. I scaled Entra, you know, in, in a six month period this year, we scaled at 1700%. Like, oh. Yeah. It's crazy, people. 
hear us, hear us. There's a great quote. I wanted to, I was pulling this up when you were talking. Tucker Max, you know, Tucker Max is, I don't, he's an author and he has a service that does uh, book creation for people, but he wrote these really like risque books from when, when he was like a bachelor living in New York. And it was like all kinds of like carnal and disturbing stories, but he kind of, he became a New York times bestseller anyways, but he actually has a pretty good Instagram. Uh, and, and he's a really smart guy, but he, he posted this and it made me think of what we're talking about. Um, he said, lesson learned. I used to help people by doing their work for them. He said, that doesn't go well. Now I tell them what worked for me, help them see what they're missing and hold space while they awaken and hopefully heal themselves. I can't do work for them and trying was avoiding my own work. Wow. Right? I mean, isn't that where we were in 2012, 2013, just going, you lead horses to water, but you cannot make them drink. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, so first of all, congratulations on, I mean, I tell you, I, I've told you this before because we talk all the time, but like congratulations on your success, quadrupling your agency in five months. Um, yeah. Because cool. it's an agency. It's not, I mean, you still got to sell to do that. I still have to sell and, you know, people still have come and gone and, you know, we just had a, you know, a client reduce the campaign by 5,000 a month. Like they went down mm -hmm. 5k. I'm like, you know, you feel that. And, um, so I appreciate that. Thank you. It, it's a process for sure. But what I'm doing is really doing more of what you were doing, uh, with your agency, which is growing this thing, very stable and kind of getting away from the skyscraper, mm -hmm. right. With these mega clients and just having a whole cater of them uh, so that the base of the pyramid, so to speak, is very wide and stable. To me, this is much smarter. It's, it's a better business model. It is way more stable long-term, mm -hmm. assuming you deliver the result. And, you know, I've sort of had a genesis of what we're doing in the agency. And these days, I'm guaranteeing results or money back. And th that is not a small statement to make from an agency owner or anyone that I know of. It's very rare that we'll find that offer in the marketplace but at the end of the day it's got to be results i've got to deliver the result and for me this is instilled confidence in me that i can go out now it's time to scale this because that's an offer that that sells yeah and, and the other thing I'll, i want to say about you brian is you are a very good communicator you're also very very knowledgeable you know i was kind of we were joking about how we're neither one of us are the most tech savvy people but when it comes to the particulars of search engine optimization and ranking business listings or business websites on the map and the organic search results or the SERPs, like you're really, really freaking smart and you're very, very well informed and you're very knowledgeable and you don't just know how it works, but you articulate how it works very effectively to people who may not have, they may not speak the vocabulary that you do. So you know how to put it in a way that still sounds sophisticated and, and, like an expert, but it's not over their head. Right. And, and I'm saying, A, I'm saying that to give you a compliment, but <laughs> I'm also saying that because I want people to realize we're not talking about like some gimmicky shortcut to riches. You still have to be really, really good to, to be really, really successful. Yes. Uh, in fact, you have to be excellent. I mean, that's one of the, the tenets of Entra, right? It's like, there's the excellent and the average. Yep. And 
there's no middle ground and only one of them is worth being. Absolutely. I fully believe and embrace the spirit of excellence and have for years. And I feel like I'm, you know, kind of this, this pyramid where I'm coming up and, and it's getting more and more refined and more and more articulated and just a very simple yet obvious and hopefully compelling reason for business owners to want to do business with me. Right. That that's really where the, that's the path that I'm, I'm looking to take. And, and so um, I'm excited about where we are, but I'm more excited about where we're going to go because I, I'm on a mission to help at least a thousand business owners get that phone to ring, get on the top of Google. It's where the money's at. And I'm absolutely, it's just a matter of time, right? Just a matter of time. It's mm -hmm. pretty exciting. Stuff. So, so where, what is your, uh, what, what is your goal right now with your business? Where, where do you want to take it? Well, I mean, for me, um, assuming I, I get some things in place, ideally I want to bring in another hundred customers by the end of this year. That's, that's a pretty hefty statement to make because that's a lot of work. And frankly, I'm not entirely sure that I either can or want to do that alone. Hence sales team and, and again, mm -hmm. beginning scale. What's your average retainer size? It's all over the board right now because we've had what we call these skyscrapers. Some clients are paying 10,000 a month. Some are paying five, some are paying 2,500 and some are paying $500, right? Mm -hmm. It really kind of depends. But moving forward, we're going to want to pare those numbers down so that the average foot in the door sale is going to be probably three to $500, something like that with you know, a minor fee up front. And then eventually as you wow them, they're just going to give you more business because that's the mm -hmm. way it works. So we'll probably have an average client value or retainer of, I would say maybe a thousand to 1500 a month as we even things out the scale. Okay. So on a, th so on a hundred more clients, that's another hundred to $150,000 a month, yep. which is probably net, you know, f between net 50 and a hundred for you, maybe a little more for you yep. and the fam. Yep. It's not too shabby for a business that's got, I mean, even at that point, you'll still have less than 10 people in your whole company. That's true. And that's on top of what you're already doing. That's just growth we're talking. Yeah, dude, that's some pretty solid rev. And, uh, and again, it's not, you know, me with an office and 25 people and, and that kind of thing. It's, it's not that. So obviously there are a lot of benefits. And because of, we don't have that being us, us being home-based, dude, we can get the job done from anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Was, I mean, you're, you're at home right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, how did you learn the skills? How did you get so good at SEO? I'm still learning uh, put it that way. So you know what? I'm an incessant buyer of courses and products and mentorship. And I have spent at least six figures personally on that. So it's been a process. And I, I just, I never stop learning. I'm constantly hunting. Is there a better way? And, you know, I'm a bit of a tinkerer when it comes to that. And I was accused of that even, you know, today I'm like, well, I ain't Tinkerbell. I'll put it that way. But, but Tinkerbell, I know from my daughter, right? Growing up, we, she likes Tinkerbell. She's always trying to figure stuff out. That's me. I'm kind of known as Mr. 50 questions. I want to know why it works and how does it work? And that's part of the reason. I just, I never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Can't. Cause if you, I, I've observed you to be like, uniquely or i should say rarely like consistent in the self-education to a rare degree i don't find a lot of people that are as committed to constant and never-ending personal growth and professional growth as you um learning and, and and educating 
you know, when, you're my go-to expert. I mean, if I have an SEO question, I don't go on Clarity and book a call with someone. I hit up Brian. And, you know, I, again, it's like there's no substitute for just, you know, tradecraft, whatever your thing is. Yeah. Um, but if you, and that's, you know, we're, we're almost out of time, but I hope if anybody takes away from this, it's like, okay, this Brian guy, he represents a whole world of possibility, which is invest in being excellent at the right things, yeah. things that have a lot of leverage, and you can create an extraordinary quality of life for yourself with fairly minimal headaches. That's true. You know, I mean, obviously you, you, you're, you're, you're doing biz dev, you're closing new business, trying to bring in more clients, but like on a daily basis, is there anything else that's stressing you out? <laughs> no, I've been working really hard to clean things up in terms of diet, rest, exercise, you know, I've taken some time off in triathlon to just kind of heal up and just take those valuable energies and apply them toward the business of growth because growth demands energy, just does. And, and if you want to perform at a high level, much like an, an elite athlete, you, you got to be on your game. You have to be prepared for that. You've got to have good, clean diet, right? Proper hydration. Um, You've got to get the rest that you need. Those are things a lot of people don't think about when it comes to successful entrepreneurship. And those are just some of the things. There's certainly others. Make sure your spiritual growth and, you know, you're in a good place there because that is the single most important thing is to, you know, is to have that, to, to be in the right place for that. So all those things combined, I really, I'm really after. I have to. Yeah. I mean, to, it, yeah, well, to and I know you. I mean, I know you, again, that these aren't just platitudes. Like physically, I mean, you did, you've done triathlons for a long time. I know you've kind of backed off of them lately. Uh, competitive level skiing. Yeah. Something you've done a lot of, um, your diet, you're very rigorous about your diet. I remember when you came to visit me out here and we had to like, I forget what we had to do. We had to go to the store and load up on, you know, you had like a specific regimen with vegetables and juicing and stuff. And like, it, you know, you're, you're a great embodiment to me of, of the truth of like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like it's yeah. very rare. And I'm sure you would agree to find a very successful entrepreneur who's a total train wreck in their family life and with their health and yeah. and they're sloppy in communication and they're late to appointments and like you're kind of either excellent or you're not that is absolutely true and it's a that's decision that's not like a cocky thing to say it's not that oh i'm excellent it's no i decided to practice for excellence absolutely and that's just exactly it you make that decision and then you practice and i don't always get it right when i don't and i'm quick to repent and ask for forgiveness quote unquote especially from my wife <laughs> you know hey i've been married a little while so i'm learning a few things so it's a process man that's really what it's all about and i embrace the process and um and i'm really excited to you know to be able to hang with guys like you because i want to really I don't know what's the word model or, or mirror or emulate, but something along those lines. But when I see something doing done right and going well, of course I want to model that. I want to embrace what's good, what I see in somebody else and apply that in my own life over time. That's the thing. It's like, you've got to have some, uh, some patience, but you've got to be consistent. Consistency is the, is king, man. You have to be consistent. And it's the mm -hmm. rarest. It's the, the rarest attribute in the world we live in. Yes. And right? you know, Having that passion internally, that fire, 
that just says, I refuse to quit. Even with clients, you tell them, I know, because I've been your client. You're like, listen, man, if you're going to do this, you got to sign up to give it enough time to work. It, consistency, is, consistency happens on the buy side too. Yeah, it sure right. does. Right? I don't do contracts with clients, but I tell them, you need to commit. Yeah. You just do. So, so and, and again, we're out of time, so I'm going to quickly bring this to a head. Um, I know you, you run a B2B agency, so you're not like, you're not doing the dog and pony show like me trying to grow your follower count and all that stuff. But how can people, where would you like people to go if they want to know more about you, whether it's personally, professionally, whatever you want to share? Yeah, they could just go to magnosimaps.com and, and uh, that's a great place to, to learn more about. That's a, a sub brand of Magnosi Web Marketing. So one is geared specifically to attorneys because um, we're focused there. But Magnosi Maps, we, we can serve just about any local small business that needs to be on the top of Google because they need that phone to ring. Awesome, man. And uh, I just want to let our audience know that we set up a special offer uh, in conjunction with having Brian on the show. It's if you go to millionairesecrets.com forward slash Brian M, you can download a free copy of our uh, digital book, The Millionaire Shortcut, which will teach you the fastest way to become a millionaire in the new economy. Brian, this has been amazing. Um, I mean, we'll talk again like in a week, I'm sure. So it's not like some tearful parting, but this has been great having you on the show. Thanks for being a guest on Millionaire Secrets, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's been a pleasure as always. Wonderful. And thank you out there for listening and watching the show. We will see you on the next episode. You just finished this episode of the Millionaire Secrets podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share this episode and do leave us a review. Let us know how we impacted you today. Your next step toward creating your awesome life is to join me and thousands of others in the Entra Nation community where you'll receive free training, networking with other awesome life seekers, access to live events, discounts, merchandise, and other awesome perks. Head over to www.entranation.com. That is www.entrenation.com and join us today. And of course, do please follow me on social media. I can be found on all the major social networks at Jeff Lerner Official. Thank you again for listening and please go be awesome.